0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 presents The Drive.
1: It is Monday, October 10th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swatt. Thanks for being a part of today's show. We've got a busy week. We've got a short week as well. Marshall getting set for Wednesday action at Jones-C. Edwards Stadium against Louisiana. We're going to hear from the opposing coaches Michael Decimo and Charles Huff. We're going to hear from them in just a bit. We'll get your phone calls in 877-420-TALK 877-420-8255 and our text line 304-396-TALK 304-396-8255 Baseball action this week as well. As I mentioned, busy week, short week, and we've got playoff action tomorrow. Wednesday's going to be game day for us. So, Baseball tomorrow taking us off the air. We'll have a full day of baseball, beginning in the afternoon all the way to the evening, and then Wednesday's game day. So we're going to be back on campus at. I don't know all the details yet for where we're going to be on the stage. I'll get that for you. We'll tweet it out there for you. But you know we're going to be somewhere you know, close by. I don't think we're going to actually have the street blocked off because you know we would have to block it off hours before the game. And it's a weekday, so we'll we'll be on – I think we're going to be on the West lot. We're going to have a fun show, I think, because midweek game, Marshall taking on Louisiana, should be lots of fun. Hopefully the weather holds. This is beautiful weather we've got this week. It's been pretty good these last few days. I hope this holds, because we are all miserable. The ones of us that just show up, we're all miserable against Gardner-Webb. That was not fun weather. So I'm hoping we're getting some beautiful fall weather here and we all can show up on Wednesday, not Saturday, Wednesday, see Marshall take on Louisiana. Should be, I think, it should be a a better contest than maybe the records indicate. I think Marshall's better than the record. I think Louisiana's better than the record. I know some of you might think I'm a little optimistic right now, and so what's wrong with that? But... I do believe Marshall and Louisiana are better than the record. There are some interesting results coming out of the Sun Belt, though. I'm scratching my head over some of these things. So Georgia State beat Georgia Southern 41-33. So Georgia State gets the win over Georgia Southern. That was a good win. James Madison... Continuing to con, continuing to do what it does. Defeats Arkansas State 42-20. And now ranked number 25 in the AP poll. So congratulations to James Madison. Texas State defeated Appalachian State 36-24. I'm scratching my head on that one. That's one of those scores you look at. It's Like, like the Marshall game against Bowling Green, you're just scratching your head on that one. Troy, you don't scratch your head on that one. Troy's a good team. You scratch your head, though, on the Bowling Green game, and you scratch your head going, what is going on? Texas State beating App State 36-24 over the weekend. Troy beat Southern Miss 27-10, and then Coastal Carolina beat ULM 28-21. I think James Madison deserves to be in the top 25. But of course, James Madison beats App. Troy should have beat App. App's not the team we thought the program would be. Appalachian State is not Appalachian State this year so far. I think that's a game Marshall can get. If things hold out, I think Marshall can get – I'm looking too far ahead, but I think Marshall could get App State. Got to focus on Louisiana, though. We're going to do that here with Coach Huff in just a minute. We've got his comments for today's game. The betting line is out. Marshall is a a nine-and-a-half point favorite. I've seen eight other places. I'll go with nine-and-a-half right now. We've got time until the line really solidifies. But nine-and-a-half, I've seen that. That's the highest I've seen so far. Total points, 47-and-a-half. Would you take the over or the under on that? You go over 47.5, would you go under? I'm going to say under. I'm taking the under on that one. Marshall's defense has been strong. I think Louisiana isn't going to rack up the points. I don't think Marshall's going to rack up the points offensively as well. I think the defenses are going to rule the day on this game. 47.5, though. And Again, I'm not a gambler. I'm not... A better, but if I was, I would go under. I would take the under on 47.5. And, and Marshall's getting 9.5. So Marshall, 9.5. What do you think? Money line is uh, minus 365 for Marshall, plus 278 for Louisiana. But it's the spread right there. Marshall's the favorite, uh, minus 9.5 there. But I take the under on the 47-and-a-half. We'll see if I'm right. We'll find out Wednesday. Not a good day for me as far as football yesterday. The Bengals, I thought things were getting on track for the Bengals, and then I just questioned some of the, of the play calling. There was an opportunity for the Bengals to tie the game, and then you throw that stupid shovel pass. You're going for it on the two-yard line. Instead of just taking a field goal, the Bengals – Zach Taylor elects to go with the stupid shovel pass. Does not work. The Bengals ultimately would take the lead, and then the Ravens would come back down, hit the field goal and win it. Late field goal does it. So now the Bengals are two and three. The Ravens are three and two. The Browns are two and three, and the Steelers are one and four. And, of course, you're scratching your head now. You're thinking, wow, the Bengals lost to Pittsburgh in week one. If only, only the Bengals could have got that win because the Steelers are hurting 1-4 right now. Got some things to work out here. Plenty of football to be played, but – and with this division, I think you're okay. The Ravens are good. You're going to get a shot at them. You're going to get a shot at the Steelers again. The Browns probably better than the record indicates. But I think you're okay right now. Maybe that's just the Bengal fan in me hoping that they can figure this out, bounce back, I don't know. But it was a fun game, I'll give I'll give them credit. It was entertaining. Definitely better than some of the action we saw on Sunday. Unless you're a, unless you're a Bills fan, then that was just pure bliss. If you hate the Steelers and or you like the Bills, that was just pure bliss, was it not? Watching the Steelers get just blasted. Anytime the Steelers get blasted, you feel good, right? If, if, you're, if, if you're a Bengals fan, if you're a fan of any other team, especially if you're a Bills fan, you just don't like the Steelers. That was fun. One and four. I know the one coming comes against the Bengals, but yeah, still one and four, though. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I'm just a. Little, I'm a little bit, little bit, wishing it was zero and five, but one and four. I'm okay with that. That does not make me sad by any stretch of the imagination. Speaking of football, we got Monday night football tonight. We actually got a good one because the Thursday night game is garbage. Let's just call it out for what it is: the Thursday night game between Washington and Chicago. Is absolutely garbage. That's your. Thankfully, it's on Amazon Prime where nobody can watch it, so you're not missing much there. But Monday night, the Raiders and the Chiefs. We've got that game for you. That's coming up tonight. It's going to be an eight o'clock ish kick. We go on the air with that game seven thirty right here on ESPN ninety four point one at AM nine thirty. It's a pretty good game, actually. That's a a worthy of a primetime game. We haven't, as of late, the Thursday night game, the Bengals game was good. Again, biased Bengal fan here. But Thursday night hasn't felt that. I mean, it's on prime. They spent a lot of money for that. Thankfully, they don't get to flex that a little bit. It's Chicago and Washington. That is just That's a garbage game. We've got baseball, thankfully, this week. Not to worry about the Thursday night game. But the Monday night game is going to be good. We've got it for you here again on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. News out of the Sun Belt today. While we're, uh, we're talking about James Madison getting into the top 25. All the tickets for the game are sold out. I know we're not going too far past the Louisiana game, but all the games with 25th ranked James Madison playing host to Marshall sold out. And here's another statistic that I'm not sure I could see happening in Huntington with the Marshall fan base. Let me drill that down a little bit with the Marshall students. Over 8,000 student tickets were claimed within 45 minutes Monday morning. So, games sold out and 8,000 student tickets claimed 45 minutes gone. I don't think I've seen that kind of interest from the student body at Marshall. When's the last time 8,000 student tickets in a 45-minute span were gobbled up by Marshall students? On a Monday. That's pretty good. They're excited. Their students are excited for James Madison, undefeated ranked in the top 25. It's also homecoming. that's a homecoming game. So Marshall's the homecoming opponent for James Madison. we've got the we've got the kick time now. It's going to be a 3 30 game. that means we go on the air 12 30 on Saturday October 22nd. So October 22nd, 330 kick, 1230 air right here in ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. It's a sellout crowd. It's going to be a great atmosphere. James Madison, loving life right now. The Thundering Herd coming up to be the homecoming opponent for James Madison. Hopefully Marshall's feeling good about itself after the Louisiana game. That's going to be really how we gauge the second half of this season. If Marshall beats Louisiana, all right, we can work with that. If Marshall does not beat Louisiana, then you go down and Sunbelt play, and it doesn't get any easier with James Madison, and that's going to be a hostile atmosphere. Again, keep that in mind. 8,000 student tickets claimed within 45 minutes on Monday morning is is the time frame out of the release today from James Madison. Should be a fun one. But can't look too far into the future. We've got Louisiana coming up. And we'll hear from Coach Huff when we continue. He'll talk about the game coming up. That's Wednesday right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255, with our phone line, 877-420-TALK. Welcome back to the Monday, October 10th edition. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Wednesday night, Marshall facing off against Louisiana. It's the first ever... Home opener in Sunbelt Conference play. And you're hoping the herd can come out on top. It's a rematch of last year's contest. It was a bowl game between Marshall and Louisiana. The reigning defending champs are coming to the house. And how has Marshall been handling the extra time off? I'll tell you how I handled it. I didn't do anything sports-related on Saturday and Sunday. I watched the Bengals game. That was my weekend of sports. Bengals on Sunday night. Okay, a little hockey on Saturday, but... Came about the week in a different point of view. Recharged, refreshed, ready to go. Hopefully that's what's been happening with Marshall... As you've had a little extra time to, to solidify your plans, do some other things, you know, health, well-being, thinking about what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. Coach Huff basically broke it down how this has been an opportunity for really to reevaluate everything that
0: Marshall football does and is about. Obviously, really good week this past week, really good opportunity for us to um, look at things that we need to do to improve as a program and organization, um, on and off the field, um, got an opportunity to do a deep dive in all facets, offense, defense, special teams, recruiting, operations, strength and conditioning, uh, the whole gamut, uh, really look at some things that we can do in the short term and the long term to improve our program. Uh, with that, uh, leading up to a unbelievable contest this weekend, first Sunbelt Home Conference opener. Um, for us here at the Joan um, against a phenomenal football program, uh, the defending Sun Belt uh, champions. Um, coach D and his staff have done a phenomenal job. Uh, it'll be the toughest game of the year for us um, up to this point. Uh, very good team on both sides of the ball. Uh, look forward to a um, really good night uh, Wednesday night.
1: So opportunity to reevaluate good team, you know, standard coach stuff as, as you speak to the media coach was asked about the mindset of the team going going into the game what's the mindset like I don't know if there's going to be a coach that will ever say oh it's terrible how's your mindset coach oh it's great we're ready to go oh we're good I don't think I've heard a coach go you know what we're terrible we're just absolutely terrible. We're not ready to go. We don't care about this game. Our players are apathetic. I'm not I'm not sure that I've ever heard that. So coach talks about the mindset of the
0: team. It's pretty good. Um, we, we feel good. I mean, we feel good every week. You know, we, we talk about, you know, having a, a one week season every week, um, and focusing on the things that we need to do to be able to play well on game day. Um no disrespect to any other opponent. This is the biggest game on our schedule because it's the next game and we have to prepare like that. I know it sounds like coach talk, um, but you get 12 opportunities at this. So uh, for you not to be excited um, you know, about an opportunity to play uh, the defending conference champions at home on a Wednesday night on ESPN in front of your home crowd, uh, I don't know why you play the game. Um, obviously, it's going to be a tremendous challenge, um, but we have to do the best we can to, to put the best – um uh plan together from a coaching perspective and go out and execute on game day.
1: Again, I don't know any coach in America that's gonna say, look, it we don't care about this wing. We're we're terrible this week. No, he feels good. The kids feel good. Every week's an opportunity to play a game. You only get 12 opportunities. So mindset's good going into this. I think sometimes we're going to have to uh, – we're going to rate the question sometimes. By the way, rate the presser is open now. That That is open. That is now – this is a legitimate rate the presser presser. 304-396-TALK, 304 396 on the text line. Coach was asked about Louisiana. Specifically, what stands out about the Ragin' Cajuns? Everything.
0: You, you don't win a championship by, by mistake, and I, I don't care what, what sports you're playing. Um, there's a thing called championship DNA that you have in your program and in your organization, and they have it. Um, you know, you watch them play on defense. They're extremely physical. They're fast. Um, they're big up front. They do a good job on the back end. Their linebackers are instinctive. Offensively, they do a really good job running the football. Um, they've got some receivers who can get open. They've got a quarterback who understands the system. Uh, special teams-wise, they got one of the best punt returners in the league, if not the best. I'm not sure where he's ranked, but when you watch the film, he's, he's really good. Um, and they got a coaching staff that's won. Um, you know, this is what I'm um, getting into this conference, you know, at the beginning of the year I talked about. It. This is a real conference with really good coaches, really good players, uh, really good teams. What we've got to do is we've got to be able – To allow our competitive maturity to help us get better each week, Um, looking at the things that we need to focus on um, the opponents, the opponent they're going to be here Wednesday they're going to show up. um, They're going to play really well, Uh, we need to focus on what we can do um, to play better you know each quarter to play better each drive to play better each play and then at the end of the day we see where we are.
1: Coach Huff talking about what stands out about Louisiana as the Raging Cajuns coming to Huntington Wednesday night. We have the game for you right here on ESPN, 94.1 at AM 930. Now, we know what happened last year. Marshall lost a bowl game to Louisiana. So, this is the first game since Marshall has been in the Sun Belt or has first game since playing Louisiana. So, this is, you're now a member of the Sun Belt. You've played Louisiana from the Sun Belt last year. Now, you get a shot at them again. That means comparisons. What does this mean? Marshall last faced Louisiana December 19, 2021. This was the New Orleans Bowl. Marshall lost that game, 36-21. So comparisons, comparisons. Everybody wants to know. What can you take away from that game? That was last year. Even though it hasn't been a full year. That was a game played last year. It was a bowl game and you were a different team. So, And Louisiana was a different team. So the questions obviously are going to be asked. What can you take away from the first meeting? against louisiana and coach of outlines that
0: yeah i think you know from from a coaching perspective you know you can always go back and look at some of the things you know that they did i mean they're they're running a similar system they have a new defensive coordinator obviously a new head coach um but some of the things are similar um you don't really take that for you know what it is That was a different time um i think from the player's perspective they can take the um the experience of the game, the physicality, the um, the effort, the toughness that they played with, because that's something that's in their championship DNA. Um, but again, I think you got to really look at where each team is now. You know, we're a different team than we were in the bowl game. They're a different team than they were in the bowl game. Um, so I think there's some things that you can look at um, and kind of use as information um, as a part of your plan or a part of your preparation.
1: Coach Huff. Honestly, in my opinion, I think you can glean a few things. You look at that game, like this is how the program handles itself. But specifics, unless you were on that team last year, this one is really, this this is a game against another opponent. Now the fans will get into that for sure. Fans will have a, fans have a longer memory. These kids are not thinking about oh hey we got to get Louisiana because they got us last year because half these kids weren't on the team last year so I mean you can pick up some things here this isn't as this isn't a long standing series here where it's not like a division game like for example using the Bengals and the Ravens yesterday same coaches for a while now you know their tendencies they know your tendencies. They know your personnel. You know their personnel. You see each other at least twice a year. You're familiar. Yeah. it's a little different here in this situation. All right, final question that was asked of Coach today during his presser. He talks about, after being asked, about the impact that Henry Columbia has made on the team. Here's what he had to say about his quarterback.
0: Yeah, you know, I thought as in Henry and I have talked and, and you know, part of the improvement is is how can your quarterback play better. I think you look around college football, when the starting quarterback is playing well, teams play well. When the starting quarterback is not playing well or they're out, um teams team struggle a little bit. Um, you know, looking back at Henry's first part of the, the season, I thought he did some things in the first couple of games that were really um experience savvy. You know, when you're six-year senior, you're an experienced guy or some things that you assume come along with the, you know, the experience. He did some of those things. And then as a game, you know, a couple games into the season, there were some areas where he didn't make those decisions or he didn't make those um, choices. So we've got to get back to him making those decisions, which allows our offense to play with a little more rhythm, a little more tempo. Um, overall, I think he's done a really good job. Are there Four or five plays that we'd love to have back. Yeah, are there are four or five plays that we could point out that he did some really good things. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we got to get him back to playing, um, you know, not only with the talent, the experience, the level of ability, you know, the throwing, the run, all of those things are great. We just got to get him back to playing, um, you know, kind of how he was the first couple games of the season, um, eliminate some of the mistakes that he's made in the last couple games, um, and I think he'll be fine. Coach
1: Huff talking about his quarterback. Texter wrote in, and I think this ties into that last statement. Coach can talk. Make no mistake. And I made a suggestion. The Texter agreed with me. You made a great suggestion. Rate the questions. The reporter's questions. D minus. How could they not press Huff about the obvious problems on offense? I think Coach addressed some of those problems in that statement about Columbia. There's some things he needs to work on. There's some things that they'd like to have back, and he needs to make some better decisions. Offensively, there's some bright spots, and there's some there's some not-so-bright spots. If you just look at it statistically. Let's just look at it at the numbers. Not get into the reasons why. Just here it is. Black and white. Passing offense, 1992 Yards a contest. That's the average. That ranks out of 131 Division I teams, 108th. Total offense is 56th in the nation. That is 423.6 yards. Total defense is 13th best in the country at 281.2. Rushing offenses is right now... That's the story. Rushing offense, 224.4 yards a contest, which is 15th best in the country. Scoring offense is 74th in the country at 29.4. Defense is 17th best at 16.2. This is scoring defense. But the passing defense isn't as bad as we thought it was maybe a few weeks ago. 210 a game, 47 in the country, 47. It's the passing offense that needs work. Again, 108th in the country at 199.2. I mean, Louisiana's not much better, 209.6, 102nd best. So I'm not looking for a offensive explosion here. Again, the, the herd is minus 9.5. And the total is 47 and a half. That's the total points. And I'm taking the under there on this one. We'll see if the running attack continues to be successful and if that can open up the passing game a little bit more. We'll get your text in. Let's do that when we continue. We've got more from today's presser, Michael Decimo. We're going to get his comments about His squad and playing Marshall when we continue. But we'll take your text 304 396. Talk 304 396 8255. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Our text line is open. We do that every day. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. From the text line, herd will not cover the spread, but I think they will win 26-20. 26-20. So that is 46, if I do my math right. 46. Total is 47 and a half is what I've seen. That is under. So again, take Paul's advice, go under. The spread is nine and a half, minus nine and a half for the herd. Welcome back to the drive. Here are the comments from, as Coach Huff called him, Coach D. I don't blame him for calling him Coach D because again, yeah, you might say Decimo wrong. I might be saying it wrong. I haven't heard it enough to really get that flavor to it. So, Coach D, we're going to do that. If Coach Huff can call him Coach D, I'm going to call him Coach D. So, here's what Coach D had to say. Doesn't think much has changed when asked about Marshall, and he pointed out the defense as far as some of the things that the team does well. He was very highly, he was highly complimentary to heard today.
2: Well, you know, defensively, not a whole lot of difference you know defensively they they're really good on on defense uh really good up front they've got everybody back at linebacker everybody back on the back end um and added a couple uh on the front you know they did lose a couple interior guys but they they're a really good defensive football team um you know offensively they lost some players it's kind of uh, kind of similar to us a little bit i'd say you know uh lost quite a few on offense. And you're trying to kind of figure out, putting those pieces together, trying to figure out the best way to go out there and get your offense going. And, um, you know, watching them, you can see uh, they've played really good on offense in some games, you know, and then they've had some where they've kind of struggled a little bit to find an identity. So, um, you know, they're committed to running the football. They've got a really good running back, uh, you know, and he's not the guy from last year. I know he's there. um, So I know they're trying to get him ready to go, but they've got good backs Um, up front. They're really, really big. You know and they've got a new quarterback, so that takes a little bit of time to gel. Uh, but you can see, man, when they got it clicking, that they, they've got a good offense as well. So, uh, I, you know, I feel feel like I did before the bowl game, like we got our hands full, we got to go out there and go play really well to have a chance to win. So,
1: that's his evaluation of Marshall. Texter writes in citing the average stats. The herd has played two FCS schools, neither one anywhere close to being great at that level. So, those average stats are padded. BG is close to being terrible also. Of the two decent FBS opponents, only one good offensive performance, the other 169 yards. So saying the numbers maybe don't tell the entire story, but Coach D thinks that he's got his hands full with the thundering herd and highlighted that Marshall, when the offense is clicking, it's pretty good. So a question was asked of Coach D, again, Time off, it, it was the same for Louisiana that it was for Marshall. So, maybe a different way about going to this extended period for handling your team. So, Coach D explains why the time off has been valuable for his squad.
2: I think it's tremendously important. Uh, you know, we were a little bit banged up after uh, the South Alabama game. That's always a really physical contest whenever you play those guys. So, uh, you know trying to get those guys a couple extra days to better get back on the field is always a big deal uh, so you know that's that's huge for us you know mentally I think it's just trying to turn the page a little bit um, you know started out you know two and oh and then kind of from there you hit a hit a three-game slide and you know sometimes you got to hit reset turn the page kind of step back take a deep breath and, and go get back on track here so uh, it was good for us the timing of it I think we got to kind of sit back and and do a little bit of a uh, reflecting kind of looking at ourselves and and taking some time to work on things we need to work on to have success. Um, but, you know, I mean, at the end of the day and most coaches on these conference calls will tell you it's always more about us than it is about them, if that makes any sense. It's always more about what our team needs to do to have success and about who you play. Um, so for us, that's kind of what it is. You go back to the basics and saying, all right, listen, you know, we need to do these things better to have a chance to win games. and. For us, you know, the three losses we were in, uh, truthfully, you felt like, you know, you had a lot of opportunities to win those games. So we got to focus on those things that are going to help us win moving forward. But uh, coming on a bye week, you know, uh, I I do think it came at a good time for us. I think it was something that we needed uh, to recharge mentally and physically. And, uh, you know, like I said, we're looking forward to Wednesday.
1: Sounds similar to Coach Off. And again, it's about us, not them, is usually what you hear from coaches. One thing that came up how successful the turnover battle has been for Louisiana. You look at them nationally. Their turnover margin is plus 1.6. That is second best in the country. Marshall's at plus 1.2, which is 13th best. So two teams with turnover margins that are pretty high in the country. And the question was asked of Coach D about why that has been such an important part of his team's success and as any coach will explain to you if if you turn the ball over you have a better chance to win well turnovers
2: are huge uh you know i mean they're they're huge momentum plays in the game uh they they typically give you short fields um and they get they steal possessions for you so they're huge you know the problem for us uh, is that we've turned it over a little bit on offense the last couple of games, you know, and that's something that we have not done a whole lot. You know, we've protected the football. Uh, so our defense is doing a really good job. I mean, they're flying around they're They're getting pressure on the quarterback. They're contesting balls. They're doing things that they've got to do. Um, and it does give you a chance every week. Like I said, I mean, you know, the last three weeks, you know, you come out losing the football game and, you know, you look at a handful of two or three plays and you say, well, you know, we're we're right there. We just got to make, some of these plays that we're not making right now in the end in the critical times, but our defense certainly has been a huge part of that. Um, they're playing really physical, they're playing really fast, um, and they're, they're getting turnovers, and, and you have to get turnovers, um, you know to steal possession, especially whenever offensively you're not playing the way you want to play. So those things have been huge. I mean, it's something that certainly we emphasize, and our defense takes pride in them. and uh, you know uh, hopefully we can continue on that track and then on offense protect it a little bit better, and I think you'll see the out. we'll see the outcomes that we want.
1: Finally, quarterback issue, backup quarterback Ben Woodridge. He's going to be making his first collegiate start against Marshall on Wednesday. But this isn't something that has Louisiana panicking. This isn't a situation where you're throwing someone right out there to the wolves. And here's a little bit more on that situation and why that – uh, Woodridge uh, should be okay as far as Louisiana is concerned.
2: It, it's the nature of it, and it's the worst part of the game it, it, or injuries, and but they happen, you know. And so for us, with Ben and Chandler hadn't been having been in competition for so long, and really it being really close throughout, you know, the majority of that competition, uh, I felt like for our team it was going to be beneficial for both of those guys to get to play uh, throughout the year in case if you did have an injury or something came up and. You know Ben has played really, really well at times. Um, and there's some games where he, you know, I'm sure he he wishes he'd have played a little bit better. Uh, but the experience that he's got has been really good for him. Uh, I think sometimes you know knowing that, hey, listen, it's your show. You're going to go in there. It's your time to go and go do it. It's your opportunity. Um, I think Ben's going to rise to the occasion. Uh, he prepares really well every week. He works tremendously hard to get ready for his team to go out there and give us a chance to win. And I know he's doing the same thing this week. Uh, you know, the thing I've talked to him about is, man, it's just another week. You prepare the way you always do uh, get ready to go out there, go play the game, go make the plays you're supposed to make. Let the guys around you play um, and and let's just go out there. Let's go lay it on the line. And, uh, you know, I, I feel really strongly um, about Ben, his leadership skills and his uh, his preparation to this point for him to be ready to go out there and go start this football game and uh, go play really good football for us.
1: Michael Dissimo, his comments to the media earlier today. Marshall and Louisiana Wednesday, we have the game for you. We go on the air at 4.30, right here at ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930, and 93.7, the dog. We'll take your comments when we continue. 304-396-TALK, that's our text line, and our phone line is 877-420-TALK. Looking forward to hearing from you. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: text line is still open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Texter wrote in and said thanks for the information on the Sun Belt foes. You're welcome. We need to learn more about these dudes. These cocky Carolina boys, the appy, not so happy gang, and the Southern bunch. Hold on to your hat, Marshall fans. We're jumping into the fray. Just remember, after the Georgia State game against Georgia Southern, Georgia State football tweeted out, just to remind everyone, state not southern. State, not Southern. You can't come back on that one. What do you tweet? Southern, not State. I like this Georgia State Georgia Southern rivalry. I really like this. Uh, It was an interesting weekend in the Sun Belt. Coastal Carolina got the win. We expected that against ULM. Troy defeated Southern Miss. We expected that. Texas State defeated Appalachian State. Did not expect that. Didn't see that one coming. James Madison defeats Arkansas State. I kind of expected that. And Georgia State, not Southern, with a 41-33 win. It's always a good day when Southern gets beat. I'm not going to lie to you. It's always a good day when Southern gets beat and Appalachian State gets beat. Only because, again, I remember back in the day when Marshall was a member of the Southern Conference... And two of the core rivals, even though Georgia Southern and Marshall weren't in the league that long, those rivalries were forming because of how prominent Georgia Southern, as a time at the time, was as a program and Division One Double A, and Marshall was on the upswing. Marshall was a rising program, and so these programs would go after each other. Of course, App State was always just fun to go after. You know, one of the. Uh, Stronger programs uh, for the majority of the time that I remember. Any time Marshall played Appalachian State, so good times to be had by all. That's going to do it for this edition. Uh, texter wrote in and said, uh, "Any word on Ali coming back? Uh, not yet." Marshall's pretty tight-lipped about that. I anticipate James Madison or beyond. I know that's pretty vague, but I anticipate James Madison, maybe. If not that game, after that game. And that's going to do it for this edition. We'll be back on Wednesday. We got baseball coming up tomorrow. All day on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We have got football game day on Wednesday. I'll be on... 3rd Avenue on Thursday for the Downtown Hoops event. And so we'll see you on Wednesday for the game. Have a great night, everyone.
0: WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.